Hello, welcome back. My name is Nath, and this is ABC Daisy. Today I wanted to talk about an article I read on a subreddit called ABC Daisy. Uh, for anybody that's on Reddit here, I want to check that out. It's all about, you know, more American-born uh, people, Daisy people that, you know, are a little confused, I guess. The C stands for confused. Um, and I want to talk about an article titled, My Mom Took Me Overseas and Forced Me Into Being a Teen Bride. And while it's not inherently Desi because the people in the story are from Palestine, it, it's a recurring event where young girls get shipped off and married overseas. I remember even my own mom telling me about how she wants to set me up with a girl from Bangladesh and do the whole arranged marriage thing, but the article, the article is just made of nightmares. Um, so here's a brief summary. Uh, the article is about a young girl named Yasmin. She was born in Chicago to Palestinian immigrants. Her father died when she was pretty young, and um, he was working at a gas station, and he was shot during a robbery. So the whole family had to move in with their grandmother into her basement. There was four of them, the mom and three kids. Uh, her biggest sister, at age 13, she was really rebellious, and she loved pop music and pop culture, and, and she liked makeup, and she really liked Usher. And, you know, everything that your parents would probably deem haram. And one day, she decided to put a picture of Usher that was shirtless on the wall in their bedroom. And when her grandma and her mom saw it, they just lost their shit. There was a lot of screaming. And you can imagine what happened. So, um, within the next year of that occurring, both of her sisters disappeared. It turns out that her mom found her sister's diary entries about kissing a boy or wanting to kiss a boy and within a matter of days her mom said that they were going on a trip to Palestine. What happened is they went to the trip and her mom said, oh they liked it so much they decided to stay there. So at that young age of I believe six years old her sisters are gone. Her role models, people that she looked up to disappeared, went to Palestine and she never met them again and she was understandably upset about it. So she gets older, and after she passes 8th grade, you know, most kids are 14 years old, and they're going to go to high school, but her mom really procrastinated in enrolling her into any high school, even any all-girls high schools. Um, after a year, she can go to any school like normal kids. Every year, every day in that year, she'd wake up in like 10 o'clock in the morning, watch TV, clean the house, and make dinner. She was doing basic housewife stuff. Like, that part made me the most upset. They basically trained her into being super domesticated and being a housewife and fulfilling that role, it's, I don't like that part. Eventually, she started using a fake Facebook account to talk to her friends when they would find out she wasn't in school, they'd say, that's illegal. Like, yeah, it's illegal, do something about it. No one did anything about it, so all of her friends that went to middle school and elementary school with her, they knew that she wasn't in high school, but they didn't know what happened, and when they found out what happened, they didn't speak up about it. It's something that you don't really know what to do. So, eventually she started talking to an old classmate on Facebook because she found out it was a boy, and he asked if she wanted to meet him for Chipotle, and she was super excited to get out the house and actually talk to somebody, which is understandable. You know, she was locked up for so long, so she uses her cousin's cover-up to meet him. You know, family's always helped me in the past get away with things like that. Like, I use them as an alibi in order to do something else. It's just kind of funny that we all kind of do the same thing. 
Um, so she meets him at the mall and they have a good time. And she said that she talks to him over Facebook later. So, you know, I'm really happy for her. She went and she met this dude and she had a good time and she got the house and that's really healthy. But this fucking dumbass shows up at her house the next day. She, he rings the doorbell and asks her mom when she answers the door, is Yasmin home? Her mom is freaking out, like, who the fuck are you? Get out of my house. I'll call the police. And she goes, I'm her boyfriend. That's when shit hit the fan. Her mom slammed the door on him, and then she told Yasmin to go into her room. And after that, Yasmin was basically in house arrest. Uh, whenever her mom went out to work or did whatever, lock and key, she was not allowed to leave the house. Within the next two weeks, her mom just comes up to her and says, Pack your bags. We're going to Palestine to visit your sisters. For those of you that know, you should already know what that means. Outside to the left. She hated being there, obviously. She was there against her will. She was super skeptical about her mom actually allowing her to return to the USA, so she forced her to show her the return ticket. Eventually, her mom gave up and she got to see it with her own eyes and that made her feel a little bit more reassured. So it's a setup. Meet the man and woman's family over some tea. I was once put into a really awkward situation like that and it was really, really, really uncomfortable. Okay, so this guy pulls up with his mom and uncle and they all speak Arabic and she doesn't really understand too much Arabic, but eventually he asks for her age and she says 15. And he's a little shocked and so is he. After he leaves, she asked her sisters what the whole thing was about and they explained to him, they explained to her, I'm sorry, they explained to her that they were searching for suitors for her. After a week, the routine began again, the whole makeup and hair treatment. Later on, a dude walks into the house with his mom. He's 5'4", and she was 5'8". He was also missing his front tooth. They said, oh, he has a job, and he has a house, and that's all it really took. She was understandably super mad and then she realized that the only reason that she went to Palestine was to get married and left in that country. She knew it was totally illegal but she didn't know how to get help. She couldn't trust her sister, she couldn't trust her mom, she couldn't trust her grandma and she was in a foreign country. She stood out like a foreigner and she didn't even know how to speak Arabic. So she met this random dude two more times and each time she hoped he would figure it out that she was being forced but he didn't or at least I didn't think it was something that he took note of. In my experience, most of the time, the women don't want to be arranged in a marriage like this. Well, during the third visit, all the men went from one room to another, and all the women went to a different room. So the men and the women are separated. And then she hears the men reciting this engagement passage from the Quran, announcing the marriage. She was upset, she was crying, she was screaming, she said she wanted to die. She wanted anything but to be married. She could see her mother said about it too, her mom was crying. Her grandma yells at her and says, Don't disrespect your mother. See this? She needs this. How else could she learn respect? So it was basically her fucking grandma who set the whole thing up with her sisters and now her. She influenced her mom and influenced her mom into marrying her daughters off. This type of thinking really is cyclical. So later on, her sisters tell her that she was lucky. You either marry him or somebody way older who won't be as nice to you. 
and they also tell her that you'll learn to love your husband just like I did over time. Long story short, she figured out a way to get online, get some help. She contacted the UN and she made an escape plan to get back into America. Later on, she takes her mom to court and then she becomes a ward of the state, bouncing around a few foster homes until she found a couple that actually wanted to adopt her in. Um, she has a new family, a new life, and a new story to share to the world and to spark a change. She's actually in university right now and she's studying mass communications because the internet literally saved her life from being in this world. Um, and her sisters actually later on reached out to her and apologized and said that they were actually jealous uh, because she escaped and they didn't. I think this is the type of brainwashing that happens in countries and cultures where we normalize this kind of stuff. We need to bring this conversation into the 21st century. Women have rights to choose who they want to marry and when they ha actually get married. This whole thing was in fear because her mom was worried that her daughter was committing sins with boys so they got her married off and eventually she actually lost her daughter. So about two years ago, my mom took my sister and I to Bangladesh. Um, and once or twice there was actually some mid-twenties dude pulling up with their moms or aunts or whatever to my apartment over there to talk with my mom and meet my family and see my sister. My sister was super, super pissed off. She would yell at my mom the whole time. She'd sneeze and cough and fart around the dude. And I'd just sit there stone-faced. My mom was never actually evil enough to force her into doing anything. But I would have definitely not liked it she brought these dudes over without any heads up. You know, just off the cuff, surprised. Surprise, there's this dude. Do you like him? That was kind of not cool of her, you know? But she never forced her to do anything, she never pressured her into it, she just wanted her to take a look, I guess. In her defense, she just wants us to live good lives. Um, something that she just doesn't understand deep down. I definitely would never allow something like that to happen to my sister, and knowing my mom, that wouldn't happen because my sister definitely is respected by my mom, and her needs are definitely taken into consideration. But what irks me the most deep, deep down inside is that our elders, they really think that it's the best thing for us. They truly believe that the way to stay straight, to stay respectful, obedient, to stay moralistic is through systematic marriages where there are these politics and religious principles involved. We live in a westernized society where the concepts of romantic love and marriage are tied together, but they, you know, speaking from my own experience, in my culture, it's, it's more about religious love and marriage. Romance plays a part, sure, but the weddings I've been to in Bangladesh so far is a result of families getting together and planning something because, oh, she's 22 years old and if she waits any longer, no one will marry her. And, oh, he's almost 30 and has a house and a job, but he needs a wife to cook and clean for him so he doesn't have to live with his mom anymore. This shit is nuts. It works for people, you know, sometimes in other countries, but taking somebody from the United States of America and putting them in a situation like that is just so horrible. These types of traditions aren't something that can migrate with us when we make a life in the U.S. of A. This whole read was crazy and emotional, and I don't know if I can link anything on Anchor, but I'll see because I want to share this article and share this story. I think it's something that needs more exposure. I love my culture. I love my country. I love my family, but this tradition is a big deal breaker for me, and I'm sure it's a big deal breaker for a lot of other people. The idea that we need to conform to our parents' ideas of a good, healthy life and what is right and what is wrong in our world, this is super illegal and immoral. 
But to a lot of brown people, this is a foolproof way of leading your kids on a path that is as halal as possible. I don't know what more to add. It's a very harsh reality for many of us and it's difficult to combat. It's really hard to find a solid middle ground and find the gray line and the silver lining between these two. So now before I go, I just want to hear from whoever's listening. Hopefully people are listening. This is one of my first few podcasts. First few things I've reported. It's probably garbage. I want to thank you for sitting through it. I have a lot of thoughts. I have a lot of things to say. I love talking. If you love listening, that's awesome. Um, so now I want to hear from whoever's listening. Tell me like what you think about this or if you have any stories or, or what's your take on it. If you have a story or... Or if you know somebody that has a story, just tell me about it. Give, let's, let's create an open dialogue here. Uh, I'd love to hear some other experiences of other people's insights, input, and stuff like that. So go ahead and do that. Thank you so much. This is Math, and I'm signing off.